welcome to Eve Reloaded. I'm Chenyu Bakarich and with me is Becky Louie. I've asked Becky to chat to me today about the best way for a Christian woman to respond to the massive amounts of extra domestic work, like housework, that has resulted from COVID-19 lockdowns. Let's jump straight into it. So a University of Melbourne study found that during COVID lockdowns, Aussie households had an increased load of domestic duties. Everyone was doing more housework. However, for women, that increase was around an hour and 10 minutes per day, but for men, it was less than half an hour. Becky, how should we as Christian women feel about this? Well, I think there's um, a few steps involved as we look at articles like this. I think the first thing is that it raises a really important pastoral issue. Women around us are really struggling, especially ones in families, ones who are married or ones with kids. Just really struggling right now in the pandemic. Um, yeah, anxiety is a all time high, and having kids at home and juggling that it's yeah, it's a really really stressful time for the women around us and for us and as we talk and support with each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first place to start with uh, compassion. Like when we see this, go yeah, it is an issue. Um, so how do we respond? Mm-hmm. Um, The other thing, though, about I think you sent me a few articles talking about these studies Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, one of them was called pandemic resistant, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) 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 Like, talking about, oh, women are still doing more and not even a pandemic can change it. So the the whole tenet of the article, you know, raised those issues. But there's this underlying assumption in a lot of these articles and a lot of just our society, which is women plus domestic duties equals bad. So it is kind of the bad. And there's this kind of aim, like this is, it's unspoken. It's, It's really there that the aim is that men, we should be aiming for men to do at least 50%, if not more. So there's just this assumption. I'm not saying right or wrong, but there is this assumption like make poverty history. It's make women doing domestic duties history. Like there's this. I say equal. Equal. There's, there's more more about like gender equality. Yeah. 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 So your aim would be equal, and some would be aiming for equal, but there are a lot of ones which are they're aiming for more than that. They're aiming for look, he's doing sixty percent. This is to like outweigh or the women doing more mm-hmm. or, um, yeah. There's some are aiming for well, it, if we reversed it completely, that's the best cause for celebration. There's just this assumption there. Not everyone will agree, um, but yeah. And I think if you the other assumption kind of that is underneath that is that domestic work is drudgery. So it's only 50% is because you have to share the drudgery. So there's this kind of devaluing of domestic work, which is, um, well, to be fair, you know, husbands and wives, like we should share the drudgery also so that we could share doing the meaningful work outside. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's one of the assumptions. So I think actually... These assumptions lead to extra pressure because if you're a woman at home and you're picking up more domestic duties, then you're failing the great project of women doing less domestically at home. (laughs) You're failing. It's like, oh, no, we were up. up I was down to 60%, but now I'm doing 70%. I'm failing the whole sisterhood. And there's also this pressure of not only am I failing, but I I need to force my husband to do more because – then otherwise he's failing too. So there's this actually this unspoken assumption I think actually puts extra pressure on women. Even as you're doing it, you're like, oh, not only am I doing it, but 
this mm. is bad for the whole sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think? Is, is it bad? Um, well, I think we need to look closely at this ideology of um, that, that second tier of that domestic work is drudgery. So I think all work is hard, you know. That Genesis tells us that in in the fall that the the world is broken. So whatever we're doing is hard, but there seems to be this difference between you know um, if you have a career outside the home, any work like your work in communications or working in a team, mm. that's hard. Mm. You know, when I was an accountant, that's you know there's hard, but there's this kind of different. It, it, like you wouldn't use the word drudgery, and that's a word that I'm kind of thinking of to describe it and there's there is an ideology around since the 1960s and 1970s part of the feminist movement and there was a move by academics and other activists to liberate women and that and part of that was marriage motherhood and homemaking are symptoms of oppression of women Mm, so so when women do this they're oppressed Mm. but if it's not drudgery and if it's really valuable, then why aren't men doing it as well? Yeah. Or are doing, you know, their their 50% share or whatever. Yep. So I like I I think so that's that's one thing we need to talk about homemaking and domestic things being a really good thing. Mm-hmm. So I think this is where we come back to the Bible. So I'm not saying 50% is bad, but I'm just saying there's also part of what the Bible says about what it means to be men and women. This is a question about men and women and how do we, especially husbands and wives. And Genesis 1 tells us about men and women. When God made humanity in his image, Genesis 1, 26, he made them male and female. And so men and women are both together in his image. They're different, but they're equally in his image. But Genesis 2 takes us closer and then we see the difference. So we are equal in dignity but there's a significant difference that is poured out in Genesis 2 and when um, Adam is made and when Eve is made. Adam is made and he's given the work to do and he, you know, of ruling creation. He's also given the order, uh, the command about not eating from the tree and then, you know, he's naming all the beasts. He starts working, you know, like, oh, it's a lion. That's, uh, I'm going to call that one bird. <laughs> That's, <laughs> organizing is part of doing work and acquiring knowledge. But in part of that, he needs a helper because God said to be fruitful and multiply and rule the world, and he actually can't do it. And then Eve is made. Now Eve is made differently. Adam is made from the, the dirt, mm-hmm. but Eve is made from Adam. And, you know, that's, there's so, that's so deep. That's so deep. Like we're made from the same bit of dust, mm-hmm. but we're made at different times and we're made from different um, substances and we're made with a different purpose. It's... Adam couldn't do something. Adam couldn't do the work and Eve was his helper. And because of Eve and, you know, that leads into Genesis 2 and that's, you know, a husband and wife, well, marriage and marriage produces children and children, you multiply, you can help subdue the earth. So I think the Bible tells us that there's significant difference and, you know, the reflection of that is in Genesis 3 when, um, when they break the command and, um, their curses actually kind of show you the different realms of that difference. When the man is cursed, it's the, his work is cursed with the land and the toil and the thorns and the thistles. And I have a garden and thorns and thistles are really annoying. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, yeah, work of the work of the world is really hard. But if you look at Eve's curses, um, uh, Eve's uh, punishment is that actually it's a relationship with her 
with her husband. She will desire to control him and he will rule over her. So the with her husband is broken, but also childbearing is broken. So that is the areas that is cursed for her is, is the homemaking. And you see this after Jesus has come in the, um, for Christian women, like in the church, men and women, we're, we're growing and we're learning together, but there's a specific task for older women to younger women, and that is training them to love their husbands and children. So there is some domestic emphasis that is different. Our son is three and a half months old. He's already doubled his weight. Mm. And Phil was saying, he's like 60% breast milk. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you are eating food and this is making our child grow like sometimes where we're kind of trying to liberate and that was that was part of the movement is trying to make women like men by liberating us from this amazing thing that we can do which is mothering so i'm just talking in the biological sense but there is this kind of ongoing differences between women and how we relate being nurturing and caring and being able to we're designed to be able to grow little people physically how does that apply to? <laughs> <laughs> yes, how does that apply to housework? Well, I think um, I, I don't want to be too quick to just, so that, for, that first point, I think men and women, three points. First is we're different. The second one is the Bible gives us there is an order. Mm. And the third one is unity. So the order is that husbands are to lead. Um, they're responsible for the household. Um and women submit to that, and that's loving leadership. And so there is an order of relating. Practically, what does that look like? I think it it, it varies. So, you know, it's not wives never say anything. It's, I would say, husband has responsibility. And if you're a wife, you helping with that responsibility and helping um, is more than being quiet. So there's this active helping. And the third one is unity. Um, I think some of the, even that article is like, you kind of in competition you're bargaining of saying oh you have more of this but we're, we're united for a purpose to raise children to do good in this world to build God's kingdom and share Jesus um, so I think those are the principles that you need to think about in each household <laughs> mm, interesting. okay so can we get back to the thing about men and women being designed differently mm -hmm. okay if I accept that men and women are designed differently why does that translate into women doing more housework? Um, I think it often does that because I think part of our helping nature and biologically, like um, I think I told you recently, I've read this great book, God's Design for Women by Sharon James, and it, she covers all of these things. And there's this quote from a psychologist guy going, look, there's biological differences and, and psychological differences too that are generally true for women and for men. Like they might not be universally true and, you know, you have some exceptions of some like guys being exceptionally nurturing and caring and some women being quite risky and brave and dangerous. But there are differences in how, um, in how we're made that as a helper, you know, I think I've I've read articles where they say, you know, a man takes a towel to the laundry basket and it'll take him one minute. A woman takes the towel to the laundry basket and she'll see a car and pick that up on the way and pick this one on the way and put that book back and I'll oh, pick up the crying baby and it'll take her an hour before she's done because she's just 
seen all of these things. And I think that's part of actually how women are made in that caring, seeing the needs and meeting them. And we're quite good at doing that. And sometimes we don't ask for help. I think that's often, it's just the outworking of we're made differently. And so we see that and we care and we pick it up. I'm not saying it has to be, um, but I think often the way that men help with domestic duties is different from the way that women do it. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, he, here's an example from our life. Um, I, you know, Phil works full time and I stay at home full time. So obviously I, I do more, more things, but sometimes it's actually just too much. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why can't you see it? Like if you see this, <laughs> you haven't seen it. But I realized that uh, he's just really focused. So sometimes actually I have to come up with the initiative of ways he can help me and to give him that and just to see him run with it. But he just doesn't always see it. So, um, yeah, so in the mornings I'm like, okay, six to eight, can you feed the kids? And Like if I give him all the things to do, he will do it. Yeah. But he's not going to see it. And I think some women find that hard. Like there's a discussion of the mental load of mm. the guys can't see it. So even if they're doing tasks, but I'm as a woman, I'm thinking about all of these things and he's not. So that mental load is heavier. And I think that's true. But I think we also carry the mental load because generally women are better at seeing what needs to be in the house of to make it a nice environment. Like we care about it being a nice environment. Mm. Um and so then we try and do it, but then there's more to be done. And um, yeah, sometimes we don't ask for help. Hmm. I think, like, I want to push back a bit on that because I don't feel like men can't see these things. I just think they don't, and, or they just choose not to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that is really, you know, something that God designed in a man and a woman. Like, I mean, I feel like guys could probably learn how to yes. do these things better. Yes, I think so too. And I think, look, we can't, there's sin there. There's sin in him and there's sin in us. I think um, sin might look a bit different. Like for him, it's like, I can see it. I'm not going to do it. So it's kind of the neglect or just not not caring. Like I, often they care less. Like they might go, I, I know you want this to be done, but I just don't want to do it. But I think sin for women, <laughs> we can be manipulative or we can be passive aggressive. I think sometimes I see this in myself or like just in, especially in Christian circles, the whole Ephesians 5 wives submit, husband be leaders. Sometimes that's embraced. Yay, that's good. Other times it's like, well, okay, the Bible says that, but I don't really think that's good. And then you get passive aggressive about it, like, see God, he's not a very good leader. Why why is he the leader? Like, and you you stand quietly back so that he can fail. Um maybe. So sometimes yeah. So sometimes there's that sin in that way of us not trying to work together and going, Well, he's sinful, so I'll be sinful back. Or okay. um yeah, so I'm not discounting that there's sin in guys and sin in us, but I'm just saying there's a predisposition for women to care more. In men's events, how often do they talk about decorations? Well, I feel like women, that men probably should have more opportunity to talk about decorations. <laughs> <laughs> like I just don't see how, um, like, it's a, a God design or a spiritual thing 
these kind of gender tropes because I don't think really the Bible talks about laundry. No, no. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, so I, I think you're right. That's a good call out. Like it's not, it's probably the relational difference, I think. Women relate differently from men and women relate in a way that, you know, some of the difference are, when you're having an argument, if so, maybe a theological argument, I think we see this in our guy friends. They're all about like getting to the answer and the right answer, whereas we would be a little bit more concerned that we get there in a way that preserves everyone's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and so in in the household, what that often looks like is you're con- you can see people's needs in terms of, oh, like, the children's clothes are you know it it translates itself into material needs as well so I think it's that relational aspect in the household um yeah like I'm not a decorations person I'm not an aesthetics (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah like I'll probably pick up on our children being distressed earlier and kind of yeah often with your if you end up being the primary caregiver for especially young children I think, you know, especially if you're breastfeeding, you have that opportunity first to kind of bond with them, get to know their cries because whether that's a breastfeeding cry or a sleep cry, often that impacts on you first. So you learn to read the signals often before a husband will read the signals. Um, and, you know, there's the, the difference they say, you know, children need a mother and a father and they give them different things. If, you know, they want to be thrown up in the air and have a fun time and go, wee, wee, they go to daddy, mm. they fall over, they run to mummy. Like you give, there's different things um, that you give. And um, and I'm not saying men can't do housework. I think they just do it in a different way from the way that we would do it. And, um, yeah, so I'm not saying I'm just – just raising the whole, there's that ideology and that push that we just need to address. And you don't have to address it by running back the other way going, no, 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 <laughs> women should do 100%. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that house housemaking is really good. Um, yeah. Okay. So would you, from what you're saying about how God designed men and women, do you think like a woman's place is in the home, that kind of thing? Uh, not in the oppressive way. <laughs> I think <laughs> Proverbs 31 is a beautiful picture. It's like a montage celebrating godly women and being busy with good works. And the Proverbs 31 woman, her children rise up and call her blessed. But she's busy buying fields and trading with merchants, but also so she can clothe her children and she has to um, get up early or stay up late. I, I think it's actually a montage. I don't think any woman has to do all of it. Like it's kind of a picture of celebrating what women do. And it's like those Mother's Day like celebration things. I'm like, I'm probably the mother that stays up late, not the mother that gets up early. <laughs> but I will stay up late to do stuff out of love for my children. But I'm probably not going to stay up late and get up early. So I think um, – yeah, I don't think it, she's confined to the home, but I think you use these words like confined, it already is reflecting that ideology. So I think I've just been thinking through, I, I, this is still, as we brought up this topic. I'm, I've, got, I've got an idea. Oh, yes. Okay, so you, when we're talking about like domestic work being valuable and good, like we should see that, we should see that as good for women. 
Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I think good for women and something good to do, as in like I think I've, you know, I'm still processing this when we raise this topic. <laughs> and that just made me think I put so much effort in in my previous jobs and careers, but like housemaking is this whole amazing work that you can do that I was just looking around going, we could, I should work on some of these orders and routines and everything is custom, like everything needs to be customized. That is the thing about running a household is everything needs to be customized for your household. Like, okay, I've, I struggle with finding cooking of things that my family likes and I can't just take some other family. What do you cook? I'm going to cook exactly what you cook. Mm, it doesn't work. Mm. But actually I'm like, okay, let's see what everyone's doing. Oh, that one will work. I like that. Our family were like that. Our family were like that. It is actually this amazing work that you can build in and make something wonderfully ordered. So I, you know, I was struck when I was reading uh, One Kings and King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba comes and goes, wow, your household is amazing. How happy are your servants? How happy everything is working. You have wisdom. So I think as, as Christian women, we have access to God's wisdom and God is a God of order and weaving wisdom and order into our house is like, it's more than this is drudgery and babysitting. So I think I've just been inspired to go, this is a good work that I'm doing and that all women are doing, well, even if you're out or not, like I'm not saying like you can't work full time. And I think being in Sydney is really hard often for women to stay at home, mm-hmm. I think. And our society is pushing people into the workforce, like the our tax laws and um, welfare and all of that and support, it pushes women into the workforce. And sometimes you don't, you don't have that choice to, but that doesn't mean you're not a mother. It doesn't mean you're not making a home and husbands and wives are making a home. So I'm not saying this is the sole responsibility of women. Mm. <laughs> um, I think it's responsible, like the responsibility lays on both, mm. but you go about it in a different way. And I think the way that women can build their house with their hands rather than tear it down and with their words and, there's a lot that women can do that mothers can do um, that is different from what fathers can do. So, um, yeah. So in a column for the ABC, Annabelle Crabb asked the question, what are women doing less of outside the home in this time of doing more within it? In her article, she talks about how there are fewer women writing submissions for scientific journals since the start of the coronavirus pandemic and fewer women running for public office in elections. Becky, is this a problem for Christian women too? Does does, solving, does doing more work at home prevent women from contributing outside the home? Um, yes, I guess so. Like that, that is true. Um, I I think women have um, really important voices and have made amazing contributions outside the home, and that's what the Proverbs thirty one woman shows us. They do outside the home. Um, but they also do amazing work in the home. So in this time of pandemic, children are stressed. Mm. People, people are really stressed and, and it's not just your children. It might be grandparents. It might be the neighbours in the home. And actually often women are better at those mercy ministries. It's, it's usually the women who are going, oh, let's visit Mrs. What's-Her-Face. She's yeah, by herself. Like, you know, it, it's women are doing an amazing important work in caring for the vulnerable around us including in the households and around and um yes the voice is missing from the public sphere so i think um yeah often you have 
as if if you have children, mothers often have less, you know, their public time versus their private time, especially when they have young children, like, the, you know, there's this graph, like your public time might, might go down to 5% and your your private time at home where you're focusing is like 95%. But as they grow up, then you will have more outside time. So that was helpful for me because I know where I am on that curve. <laughs> 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 and and then and we, I'm moving into if this is our last child, I might be moving on the upward curve of having a little bit more time for my outside thing. So what am I going to use it for? Am I going to use it for? Um, yeah, so you just have to prioritize. So I was like, hmm, this podcast, yes, this is <laughs> this is what I'll use it for. But am I going to use it to watch more Netflix? I was like, oh, maybe not. Like you know, I was making that choice. So I think. Um, yeah, that's just the reality of the world we live in. But I, I would, women should have public interactions in the community because they interact really differently. And when, um, and and as a helper, like I think that we help relationally in different ways, and and caring and nurturing and being on teams and seeing things differently, we help um, in a different way than the way that a man would help. Like they would do things differently and so it's important to have women yeah okay so if women are designed to kind of take on the domestic load but we still want her kind of public voice in in the community i mean what woman can do all this what woman can do all this <laughs> you can't do all you just you you do some and you know and there's there's different things like I think we said look women's voice in certain areas you know there's a lot of industries that are dominated by men like if, so we're looking at we've said you know the women's strengths helping nurturing caring relating and men often have strength and risk taking like who's the ones pouring concrete and hanging electrical wires and building roads and all of those things and you know uh, you know, there might be some women who are like, oh, no, I really, I'm really into that. I'm an engineer. But I even I do know a few female engineers and I know a lot of male engineers. And those female engineers go about engineering differently mm. in a way that the male engineers do. And I'm glad that they're in there. But also, um, yeah, there, there are certain things that I think, you know, women should, it's good for women to have the opportunity to do so. Um, but, you know, some things is like, yeah, maybe you have a majority of the guys pouring concrete or doing it because they like that and you have more women doing nursing because they're really caring and, and midwives but you know, I have a friend who is a male nurse and my friend who's a nurse is great having male nurses because they're really strong and they can help lift up the really heavy people <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah not not a lot of them are like oh I just like listening to you know people with dementia and like there's not a lot of guys who have that drive to care for really old people and so pushing them to do that is not great yeah women have different strengths and they should be out there using it but they probably like children are a really good work like household is a really good work and that might mean that you have less time to spend it outside but building households is building functional households is a really important part of society mm -hmm. because that's well, society dwells in those households and so if you don't have a good household with, you know, those, those men who are doing work and the children who are going out and who are growing up to lead households, that household being a place of safety and nurturing, there's, you know, there's so many broken homes out there. And sometimes I'm just like, wow, just having a, a stable home that is loving is 
you know, it's really underrated in our society, but it's really important. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I've heard, I've read things posed that um, if women are spending all of their brain power and energy and time solving kind of small problems like, you know, keeping on top of laundry, keeping on top of grocery list, um, they won't have kind of the energy and brain power to contribute to those big global problems, solving climate change, you know, erasing poverty, those kind of things, and that those pursuits are kind of suffering for not having women involved in them because they're too busy, you know, um, managing households. What do you say to that? Um, I don't know. Like I think that when you get in those later phases, as women have the time to work three days a week for like part-time and do those things and, and probably having a break from that, especially because these are complex problems, actually folding your laundry is probably when you're going to have an epiphany. <laughs> like I know how to solve this. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, saying oh it's a shame women can't work 80 hour weeks outside the home or 100 hour weeks because they're looking after their kids at home i, I don't know if that's that's a, a, a pity um yeah you're right yeah <laughs> yeah men are often stuck on the other side and yeah the they don't have the flexibility and options yeah either yeah, yeah. and that, it's not something to aspire to uh, in life I think. no no and I, I think yeah it just means that there's less women to be out in there but also a lot of I think one of the hard things with this swimming in this ideology is when you go but I actually just want to be at home folding the laundry and looking after my kids you have that kind of pressure of you failed why aren't you out (laughs) why aren't you out doing that like we kind of sometimes we don't have that equal opportunity to stay home and say I want to concentrate on just keeping my kids closed and fed because it is a hard job. It is a hard job. And so sometimes we recognise, oh, it's a hard job, but then don't say, well, you should be freed up to do that without the pressure of having to do these outside things. I think we need to have both that equal opportunity. Women have something to offer, and if they want to join, you can, um, but you don't have to. All right, let's take a little left turn here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So sometimes it's a case of we're doing the extra work because it just has to get done. You were saying before, if a, a man goes to put his towel in the laundry hamper, that'll take him one minute, but a woman will collect the mugs and pick up the socks and all of the rest of it. Um, if your house is a pigsty, it's usually not your husband who gets embarrassed and feels judged when someone comes to, vi- to visit. It's the woman of mm-hmm. the house. So how can we escape the feeling of being judged by the cleanliness of our house? Yeah, oh yeah, I saw this question before. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is, yeah, that's the thing about society. We keep on trying to say men and women aren't different, so they should feel equally judged, but we're not. And uh, I think, um, I'm not saying it's a good thing to feel judged. <laughs> I like the there's grace um but yeah I'm not sure if we can overhaul society from those expectations like to say oh no the men should feel equally as judged um (laughs) 
it is a left turn like it is a left turn so, like there's a lot of things going on in that there's a lot of things going in what are your expectations what is the person who is judging are they part of the you know raw women should be at home or raw women should be not at home and men should be doing this and um but part of that is you're feeling judged that's your own feelings so we're talking about each individual person but i don't think the answer is to not care though so um i think we should care about the state of our houses but we also shouldn't make it an idol which is also tricky um but yeah like we just keep on putting the um the state of the household on women because that is that's the case women often are responsible for like if they don't get it done it's, i don't know if that's fair <laughs> um like uh i think a husband is responsible for the household and the family but we society is you know like you know there's what we've done to women but there's what we've done to men it's like you are toxic toxic masculinity there is no room for men for chivalry there is they shouldn't be leading because that's oppressive um they should just be doing women's work but if they're doing women's work they're weak like there is no room for men to be like we're so confused on what men is that it's just really confusing so you know you just judge the woman because i don't know are you supposed to judge the man <laughs> um yeah, no, I, I was still thinking about that. That's not the best answer. But well, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, to be honest, um, Dane's probably more house proud than I am. Yeah. And, yeah, when we have guests, he's the one who kind of will do a once-over and make sure the place is really presentable. And he doesn't usually get the credit for it, so <laughs> it's a bit sad. Actually, Phil would do a really good clean beforehand as well. So, you know, they're capable of seeing it. So. <laughs> yeah. but, um. I think, I don't know, what I was thinking is that we just have to kind of divorce ourselves from finding our value in the cleanliness of our house, especially if you're in a season where, you know, your hands are really full, yeah. like quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not yeah. hard picking that sock up when you're holding a eight kilogram baby in the other arm. Lunge. Or you know, they're falling asleep on your lap and you can't move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think um yeah, like we just need to find our value in things that are you know eternal and worthwhile and um yeah. Yeah. Not to not to pin our self worth on and you know and an empty dishwasher and... I actually like doing hospitality when our house is a little bit messy because I'm like saying you can do this too actually my aim is hygienic <laughs> so it's, if it's a bit messy but I'm like it's like you know that's just toys or paper that's all right so my aim I go is hygienic and <laughs> enough room to sit down <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think sometimes we can push too far the other way. We're so busy and it's because motherhood is really hard. And we're always going, you're okay, you're okay, just do this. We're always pushing the standards down to make us feel better, which I think is good. It's a way of saying I support you. But um, I don't know. Like I've just been trying to think, you know, is there ways that we can aspire to this, to do this work at home well where we're going, you know, I'm struggling to do this. Do you have any tips? Instead of just or patting ourselves on the back, it's okay, it's okay, which is why I've been, you know, in the last few days going, 
I need help with my toddler. I want tips. And there's, you know, half people going, oh, no, Becky, you're doing fine. Like, that's nice. That's nice. I, but I want to get better. Like, mm. I know there's room to be better. Like, I have grace. So I know when I fail. I'm like, I'm loved by Jesus. Uh, this is not coming from a place of guilt. Mm. It's coming from a place of love and going, how can I grow in love? Actually, I would really like to grow in managing our household well because that's loving. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I've realized as I've been trying to have these thoughts, I'm pushing against all this ideology of, yeah, all this ideology, oh, you know, you've got to get out or, you know, it shouldn't be so hard or, yeah, you, your husband's to be a good husband, he needs to do more. I'm like, actually, I'm, I'm happy for him to be appreciative and when I need help for him to be responsive. And um, But I'm actually happy to carry the mental load because he carries a different mental load so I, I think I've you know I've said a few times it actually works really well on automatic that there's certain areas of our life which belong to him and belong to me and I don't think about it I don't think about our car <laughs> or even with the fuel or anything management that's his and so there's a lot of household stuff that belongs to me that he doesn't need to think about and when it's too much I we sit down and go this is too much and then pick something and give it to him and we rebalance our baskets that way um but i i think yeah it's really helpful to recognize there's a mental load and usually women are better at seeing the entire mental load of the entirety of because it's the relational you see the relational needs of your kids now i think there's heaps of great like house dads and fathers that that step up and do that and they just do it in a different way like when phil takes the boys he can take the boys for a, a road trip by himself and it's fine but it's just very different the way he does it from if I was there or like it's it's just different what can we expect from our husbands you know can we ask them for more help you say that you and Phil sometimes sit down and rebalance your baskets mm-hmm. how should we talk to our men about this we should talk to them um we should recognize that because if, if they're responsible for leading, but we're helping them lead, part of that is helping them make good decisions, which involves helping look after you. So if you're doing too much, if the women are doing too much, going, I'm stressed, I'm dying, then it's not, he's not managing his household properly. But to put that responsibility on him and he has to, you know, you help him find a solution. So, you know, you have Queen Esther. And, you know, lovely Jewish lady marrying, you know, the head honcho of a foreign country. And he accidentally signs an edict to commit genocide, to kill everyone, including her. And, you know, she could go, what have you done? (laughs) But actually, you know, she, she prays, she prays and she fasts. And then she does take risks and, you know, she gives him, does feasts for him. She, she makes sure that he's able to receive it well so we think how can if you you know look for the solution and how can I help him receive it so that he can lead well so I think sometimes I go there's this problem and I want him to solve it but he doesn't know how to solve it so I'm going I need to think about it and make a few suggestions and he actually recognizing that he wants to serve and love me uh, and sometimes I need to help him you might, you know, sometimes you're here's the problem, I don't have any ideas, he'll come up with an idea, but I think um, it's okay to initiate. And, like, I think, you know, movies have led us astray in saying, you know, ultimate romance is they can read your mind and just know what you need. And, like, 
that is so unhelpful. <laughs> um, where are they supposed to know that except from you? If they watch a movie, they're going to find out what some other girl likes. You need to tell them. And true love is you tell them and they do it. And, you know, sometimes you might need to tell them five or 50 times, um, I think, you know, recognize that there's sin or there's, you know, inertia. But um, tell them, you know, pray and watch your tone and words. I think Proverbs says, you know, you know, choose wise words. You know, don't be, don't, don't do it in a moment of anger. Sit down, remind yourself. You know, especially if you're married to Christians. You know, I'm not. We're loved by Jesus. You know, if he's not a Christian, if he married you, the, you know, there's, see the good in them, um, and sit. It's okay to ask for help. And, you know, guys, I think it's really bad when we we disservice when we kind of picture them as oppressors. They're just trying to oppress me. You know, and that's what some of the ideology is, is men versus women. But the Bible says no unity. You're building this household together. You go, I can help by speaking up, by having suggestions, by asking him for help. You know, he might have suggestions, but give him a chance to help rather than steward in self-pity and going, oh, I'm a woman and I have to do all of this and wallowing. You know, that that doesn't help. You go, I'll oh, just accept my lot. Like, don't be passive-aggressive. Be um be ready to help and ask for help like you're helping him by asking for help so he can serve and love you well and you can say thank you mm. <laughs> um and that that's beautiful you say i need help and he helps you and you say thank you and that's just really wonderful christian thanksgiving and recognizing your weaknesses and that's a beautiful picture what are your thoughts um i think that's really helpful um i definitely love the bit about um you know, actually aspiring to do the domestic work well, and that's something that's really been lost in the cultural conversation. It's just all about offloading the domestic work, and mm. like, that's pretty much kind of how I, where I came from when I raised it with you. Um, I definitely feel like, I mean, I've definitely had the thought, if I'm trying to solve, you know, the best way to heat up a baby bottle or, the, you know, the best way to freeze purees, things like that, then my brain isn't working on those other bigger things and that's a bad thing. And so I've just kind of tried to shove all those questions aside. And, yeah, and when I've been in mum's groups and people are popping up with questions like, oh, can someone tell me how to, <clears throat> you know, treat nappy rash or something, and I think there are no guys sending questions like that to each other. You know, they're <laughs> asking questions like how do we, you know, take over the world or, you know, just their their questions are kind of around bigger things or, like, things that impact more people than just your own family. Um, but, yeah, it's a bit of a brain shift to think about it as this is a good thing, this is important work, and by you kind of caring for your children in this way, um, even though it seems like a trivial thing, like nappy rash, it's actually kind of the building blocks of a functioning mm -hmm. society. And sometimes men will ask that question, but they'll ask their wife. <laughs> and that's good. Like you're building this household together and he really needs your help because he's, he's responsible, he's accountable to God. He will stand before and go, what have you done with your family? God will ask him. And you want to help him to be able to go, look, this is like our household has run well. And so you can help him with that. Okay, well, this is has been Eve Reloaded with <laughs> Becky Louie and Chenny Bakarich. 
we have an email address. It's everyloadedpodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any thoughts on this or other topics that you'd like us to tackle, please send us an email. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. And hopefully we'll do another one soon. Yep. Hopefully. God willing. God willing. <laughs>